It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's right. You're on the run home for your Friday afternoon. It is time to talk NRL news, and that's why we've got the scope here. Uh, Justin Horro. Now, Justin, first bit of news. Uh, so far, Longo extends at the Melbourne Storm, uh, elevated into the top 30 squad this year, uh, will be at the club for the next five years. Uh, good move from the Storm? Yeah, big signing, huge signing. There. He's only a young kid, obviously, but... Uh, the last game of the season when both the Brisbane Broncos and Melbourne Storm, I, I believe at the time, couldn't go any any higher or any lower uh, in the top four, uh, they decided to play. Actually, no, I'll, I'll, I'll stand corrected. The Broncos needed to play uh, to hold on to first position, but for whatever reason, they rested their players at the end of the year. They wanted to be ready to go for the finals, and uh, we got to see a few young kids, and, and this saw far along uh, he was very impressive. He uh, interchanged well with the guy you mentioned just before as well, and Ryan Pappenhausen. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like they've got a, a really good relationship. So it is interesting. Ryan Pappenhausen has had uh, a rough couple of years with with various injuries now. So uh, maybe this is this is definitely you know looking more long term. And and what sort of an effect those injuries have on Pappenhausen from the last couple of years? Yeah, so Pappenhausen signed on to the end of next year. So obviously they they are, they are looking long term with the the five year deal. But what sort of a role do you see Farlongo playing in the interim? Is it going to be a share the fullback sort of a, a deal where they they use Pappenhausen to help blood him in once Pappenhausen's gone, or do you see Pappenhausen playing on longer than the end of next year? With yeah, his, historically they've always had a, a bit of a hybrid on the bench, haven't they? If you mm. think about Nico Hines in the past, Ryan Pappenhausen himself. Uh, played in the 14 jersey for for a while there. Why I think Jerome Hughes at one point was fullback and Billy Slater might even still been there when those players like Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, have all plied their trade in the in, on the bench and in that 14 jersey at Melbourne and have to earn the right to get that starting spot. And he will have to earn his earn his earn that right because Ryan Pappenhausen looked pretty impressive in the first two trials to start the season. So I'm really excited for. Oh, you know, when you look at a few of the teams, in particular the top two teams that played in the grand final, they lost a couple of players. Mm. Melbourne pl- stayed relatively, um, even they, you know, sort of didn't lose anyone of note. Juzzy, Justin Allen was a big name player a couple of years ago, but he sort of fell out of form there. So. Uh, interesting times for the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, they're always there and thereabouts, and they they, do, they are very good too. Um, just it occurred to me as you were saying those names that came through, sort of playing that fourteen. They're very good at blooding a star player young, picking the guy who's got the potential and getting them through into a good career. And look, to be honest, um, if there's a bloke who deserves an injury for a year this year, it's Ryan Pappenhausen. So uh, I think this is yeah this this could be an interesting year for the Storm. I think the entire NRL. As NRL yeah. fan base, if you're not even not a fan of the Melbourne Storm, you're rooting for Ryan Pappenhausen this year because uh, you even think back to before he had that gruesome uh, knee clash with Jack White and that ended up ending his season. He was close to Dalian that year. He was mm. really, he was really, um, he was really firing, and he I, I watched him closely in the trials. He looks like he's really got his movements back, and he obviously you know when we seen him get injured at the back end of last year, and that's in that game where we we got to see Sewell Fanlonga for the first time. Uh, you felt bad for him, but all reports were that it was a blessing in disguise because he got more time to rehab that knee that probably needed a little bit more time and that it's so 
uh, random. Like it's not it's mm. not an injury that that players get all the time. So it gave him more time to rehab that, and he looks a lot sharper in 2024. Now looking to this weekend, obviously all eyes are on Vegas. Um, now. I heard this uh, audio this morning. I was listening to The Breakfast, um, as I always do. Get up early to just try and listen to the full three hours of breakfast here on SEN. And, uh, well, they were chatting. Miss Isle and Brandy were chatting with Vossi, and Vossi uh, had this to say. Oh, we don't quite have that audio yet. Um, Vossi's, uh, well, Vossi was basically, he was talking about um, the, the advantage of having the home team. This is what he the had to say. The Roosters are having an open day training, I think, 3.30 Vegas time tomorrow. So it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll head along to that, obviously. Now, I misled you about the training. I, I find this a bit odd, to be honest, but I know they are restricted with time. All four clubs will get a look at the ground, but only the two home teams, I believe, will actually get a chance to have a very brief run around with a footy, you know, have a bit of, bit of a captain's run. Now, I, I know usually captain's run, home ground advantage, but everyone's playing away. Everyone's playing. Like, you, it's... Of course, it's on paper at someone's home game, but we're playing in a stadium that's different dimensions. Um, how how much of a difference do you think it's going to make to the the, the home teams, essentially, which I believe is Roosters and Manly, to actually get to play, like have a train on the field that is different dimensions? Will that make a difference? Yeah, I think it's an advantage for sure for the home team. So uh, specifically the kickers. The kickers will get out, you know, I you don't spend too much time out on the captain's run anyway. You might run through some shape. When it actually comes to running with the ball, probably, you know, just feeling the size of the field. But I, I believe all teams have shortened fields at on their practice facilities, getting ready before they went over. So a lot of the teams will be adjusted to that. But for the the two home teams to get the opportunity to put a few kicks in because uh, for the elite kickers in, in our game, and, and so it would be Daly Cherry Evans for Manly. Uh, they're the home team against the Broncos, correct? Mm -hmm. And uh, and it will be Sam Walker and Luke Keary. Just getting a feel for how that ball's bouncing off the turf to begin with. Um, yeah, that would be, be something to watch because with shortening goals, short, shortened width of the field, then uh, the kicking game is really going to come into it. I've seen... Uh, James Tedesco speaking with Matty Johns last night on, on Fox and, and on KO and he mentioned it as well. He's he's well aware that the kicking game is going to be really important for both these both these games. Yeah, that was one of the, the weird things when they were playing at the SCG. The Roosters had their home games at the SCG. That was one of the, the bits of information that came out of that was kickers found that hard because of the shape of the ground because it, obviously it's not flat. It's uh, like cricket ground is uh, designed for drainage away from the, the centre square. So it, it, it will make a difference. Do you think too, just even though like, I mean, obviously you've been, you know, you're training on the, the dimensions of like with the field shortened and that sort of stuff. Is there something when you play in a stadium that you've never played in just to the, to walk through and have a feel of, okay, this is the atmosphere. That's where the, the like the boards are. That's where I can see myself on the big screen and check that my hair is good, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, it, does that make a difference, or is that just secondary when you're playing? No, no, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm big on it. I, you know, there's comfortability. That's, that's why everyone, you know, every team has would go out and they set a few goals at the start of the year, and, and a big part of that is protecting home turf. And the reason you, you want to do that is because you feel comfortable when you play at home. You, you feel comfortable when you play at a stadium that you, you know, you, you get to trot on most, you know, most weeks. So. Uh, and I think just the energy is going to surprise a lot of the players as well. Spe you know, specifically the younger players. Um, uh, Latrell's come out and said it feels like magic round. 
you know, all juiced up. Uh, shout out to the missile. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I think there will be a feeling out period that we probably wouldn't have had uh, more of a conservative start from teams that we probably wouldn't have had if, if the games were being played here in Australia, in Australia for sure. Right. Now, um, the other bit of information that I heard uh, come out of Vegas um, was to do with the Broncos, and Corey Parker was uh, revealed this. Yeah, interesting one, Paddy, to be honest. I mean, a couple of days ago, myself and Benny on, on his show were, were talking about uh, Kevy had actually shown his hand and gone with some youth, and that mm. being Xavier Willison over Marty Tapau and also um, Dean Mariner over Corey Oates. So in the in the space of 24 to 48 hours, Kevy seemed to have flipped that uh, on its head and gone with Marty Tapau. I think it's an interesting move. Now, Marty's obviously got, as you mentioned, enormous amounts of uh, experience, but I thought – um, Xavier Wilson, particularly in that All-Stars game, was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you make of that? Do you think that's an indication of, okay, probably kicks and going wide are going to be less important? We need, you know, experience through the middle there? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that'd be the the thought process from Kevy. Uh, I, I agree with Corey. I love Xavier Wilson. And even though you play a veteran player like Marty, he still does have that brain stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that, that younger players do have, so I'm not too sure if it's even going to pay off for, uh, for Kevy. Well, you know what? Maybe that's what uh, they want to see in the rugby league in Vegas. Show the Americans what it's all about. A good brain snap. That's what we need. All right, you're on the run home. We're back with plenty more real soon. Yes, this is the run home. You've got Barney and uh, the scope with you for your Friday afternoon. We're having an absolute cracking time. And, uh, well, scope, we've been talking Vegas. Uh, we've been talking cricket. Uh, but, look. There's so many big events, so many big events on this weekend. Um, uh, like it's it's hard not to be excited for a weekend of footy and a weekend of other sport going ahead. And you know what I like about this weekend too is the timings are going to be absolutely perfect because you can basically get up and start watching cricket and then just go into your evening sports naturally. Yeah, well, it looked like it was going to be a bit of a stinker in the in the first test over there in New Zealand, but. Um, maybe this is a bit of a preview to how I mentioned before with the NRL. Starts off a little bit slow. doesn't look like much of a contest, but we really build into the two games. So um, there's always plenty happening. What do you got for us, Gibbo? Can I ask you, boys, have you ever seen such anticipation going off the cricket because New Zealand aren't doing so well? No, but just hold on a second. Oh. Just as you say that, New Zealand oh. have just dropped the night watchman, Nathan Lyon, at about, I think that's about a third slip. Uh, looked a reasonably straightforward catch. Oh, and that would have been the last. And that would have been the wicket last to get ball it with stumps. stumps. Oh, that is. But thirteen, two for thirteen. Australia finished the day out. I think that was Tim Southey. Oh, they've got Tim Southey on the screen. So whether or not that was him, he did. No, take I think two it was wickets. Matt Henry. Oh, Matt Henry. Yeah. Oh, well, he's taken five for. He'll be blowing up. Odd runs. Um, <laughs> yeah. So away from the cricket, boys. Have you guys ever seen this much anticipation in the build-up? to a round one slash zero fixture in the NRL? Because I don't think I've ever seen it. No, no, I don't think there is. It's uh, it's it's obviously super unique. Uh, I wonder if it's going to have, you know, like comparing it to Magic Round, you know, like Latrell Mitchell said, it's it feels like uh, Magic Round all pumped up. Like, is it going to feel like that? You know, when we first had the nines and, yeah. and then we have Magic Round, the first couple of years, obviously, we're going to be everyone's going to be super pumped for it. But do you think the five years? How do you how do you anticipate it going over by the time we get to the fifth year? I I hope I hope it goes 
better and better. I, I think like it, there's a big strategy there. And, and I think one thing that's cool that hasn't been this way in the past, it looks like we are at the forefront of Aussie sport for once. Like mm. usually, you know, we had Peter Beattie stumbling and bumbling his way through names. Dave Smith did a similar thing when he was running the NRL. It looks like PVL mainly and the now Abdo are like, you know what, we're going to do this. We're going to open the competition in Vegas. And when I first saw that article, everyone said, ah, no way that's ever going to happen. It was such a short turnaround in doing it. Guess what? We've done it. And people are now saying there's going to be, what, 40, 50, 60 even thousand people over there. It's so good for rugby league. And, I mean, I'm so pumped for Sunday afternoon. And it has to be a Sunday session, surely. Well, we've got Jaleesa later on the uh, on the ground over there mm. in Vegas, right? So we'll have to, you know, find out what sort of numbers yeah. Uh, indeed, are they good? You know, are they legit numbers? Are they not fake because, numbers? Or, or are Ooh. they, you know, how many Aussies in particular have, yeah. are over there that are you know boosting up the numbers? And, and are we getting enough of the people over in the states enjoying the game? I'm, or, I'm just noting that transition down, down for yeah. my questions. We'll put that down. Oh, you're going to steal her. that one? I'm going to steal yeah. that question. You know, you love your American sports scope. Do, do you think that the Americans, especially the people who do like NFL, you know, the season's over? Do you think they are, they would have a chance of liking rugby league, or there's going to be any interest at all? Look, I, I the Americans are they've struggled to even get into the soccer. Well, they call it soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you got the MLS that's you know slowly been building over the last ten years. Um, it does take a while. There's a transition period. We don't even have a league over there. Uh, you know, we just got the you know two games. So it's probably going to be sort of seen as a a bit of a side yep. distraction thing for the, for the weekend, to be honest. Um, basketball goes through a period now. We just finished, obviously, the Super Bowl was a couple of weeks ago. After the All-Star break, it it sort of gets a bit dour over there for the basketball before um, it starts getting into playoffs. So it is a nice little window. Uh, they'll be starved for sport, and we can chuck some rugby league over there and, and see if they, you know, a few of them, in particular around the Vegas area, might be watching a few games Streaming the games. Do you think there's a? Do you think like it should be a goal that that we do like that rugby league establishes a league in the US? Because I've I've seen so major like soccer now is major league soccer. Um, rugby yep. is having a tilt at it. They've got major league rugby. Can we see a major league league? MLL. MLL. The MLL. Yeah, I, I mean, because Kyle Stefanovic or Carl Stefanovic has come out this week and said he. He's going to put some money into a franchise over there in the US ARL, I believe. But they, they'll change that to the MLL yeah, eventually. The MLL. Um, I think even The Rock, they've been trying to get The Rock involved. But I've felt this week there's just been, because the journos have been over there, there must be like a pressure to just publish random articles that probably don't make, you know, nothing's going to happen. Just write a couple of words here and there because really The Rock... Carl Stefanovic, like surely rugby league is not getting a competition off the ground to that state. Yeah, they've had a competition over there for a couple of years, and uh, I remember I think there was a team called the Brooklyn Knights. Oh yeah, oh, the yeah. Brooklyn Knights hit me up when I first finished in the Super League a couple of years ago, but uh, they obviously went through COVID uh, like yeah. like the yep. rest of the world, and I. I'm not too sure what the, how that competition <laughs> lasted during the COVID period, that considering have... that they shut down some of the more. Uh, renowned sports over there like the NBA and NFL for a little bit. So I, I d- don't 
I dare say rugby league didn't last over there. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's I a, could be wrong. That's a shame. And because uh, where are the Wolfpack at now? The Toronto Wolfpack. They yeah, went done. into receivership. I think. They, I think they might be playing in like a local division in Canada. They've uh, set up their own competition in Canada. Oh, they have. Oh, here really? yeah. Who so, do they play against? Hey, the right. Canadian Rugby League <laughs> that Toronto basically own and run and compete in. Yeah, I okay. I feel like this the the ground is ripe for a comeback here, Scope. Yeah, mate, you're, <laughs> you're keeping fit. This is the time. Uh, our very own Sean O'Keefe. He's talked about retirement a few times. How old How old Sock now? I, I think he's like thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, I'm forty. Thirty nine. I'm, I'm thirty eight years young too. I think you if can so, still play. If, if Sock's still getting around, I, I mate, think how I are your get... carbs? That's his problem. Yeah, you must have seen me walking out of the studio there, just have a bit of a toilet break before. They're all for the minute, so. Um, yeah, no, nah, look, it's I, it's definitely something that we should, I think, continue to build specifically more on the norm of Northern Hemisphere. And, and, you know, all the chat throughout the week has been about over in the Super League and, and the NRL yeah. potentially buying the think? Super League. Then, you know, maybe maybe we buy this Canadian League as well. Yeah. Maybe we start at the Canadian League. It's probably going to be a little bit cheaper. Oh. Yeah. And then we can work towards <laughs> yeah, buying right. the Super League. Yeah, you just maybe do some stuff. Where it's like when you get your first car, you're right. You know, you want the bloody Subaru Outback, but you're getting the Ford Laser. And you, you have fun with the Ford Laser, put a few KMs into it, then maybe you get the Subaru Outback. Mate, you, you, all I'm hearing is a news article for SEN.com. Uh, Justin Horro announces he's available to play in Canada. <laughs> uh, you're on the run home. We're off to a break. When we get back, we're going to be chatting to the Professor James Rochford all about the Super Rugby this weekend. Yes, this is the run home uh, for your Friday afternoon. You've got Barney and the scope with you. And, uh, well, there is so much sport going on all across uh, all across the place at the moment. But, uh, well, you know what? When they say, where's Australia's capital of sport? There's one place we all think of. Uh, it's the home of Jared Waitley. It's Melbourne. And... Um, <laughs> That's why we've sent down our roving reporter, the Professor James Rochford, to uh, check out what's going on with Rugby's Super Round down in Melbourne this weekend. Professor, are you there, mate? I am barn dog. How are you? Mate, I am fantastic. Say hello to uh, the Scope, who's here with me as well. Hello, Scope. Hello, Professor. How are you, mate? You've uh, all all sorted down there. Must be pumped, just as, as we are. We've been talking a lot of... Vegas round zero, but we've, we're also eagerly keen to talk super the super round down in Melbourne as well, mate. Absolutely uh, pumped down here. I tell you, uh, there's, a, there's a million people down here, all <laughs> in different super rugby jerseys. Um, lots of, well, I'll be honest, I haven't seen anybody yet, but there will be. <laughs> I can sense it. I'm pumped. Hey, Barney, it is beautiful and sunny down here. That Jared's onto something. Mate, that's... I, that, that was going to be my first question. How is the weather? Because all I hear from Jared is the Perfect. weather's always great in Melbourne. Perfect. And that's why they've got the Super Round here. They were going to do it in Sydney, but um, Jared and the team, they protested, said that um, too much rain every year. Um, and apparently this was the first step to getting, uh, first thing to move the Super Rugby to Melbourne. And then I believe it's the Test Match, that New Year's Test Match. Oh, fantastic. Um, if, yeah, if they can make this work, then obviously it goes, you know, because back to back. And you go Melbourne for five days, Boxing Day test, straight into the New Year's Day test. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic! What a what a what a great plan this is. And is it true that Rugby Australia call this Waitley Round? <laughs> they have called it Waitley Round. Everybody's uh, getting dressed as Jared, um, <laughs> and he'll be out at the ground. Just he'll, I think he goes around on the back of a little Ute beforehand, like they used to uh, for the um, Winfield Cup Grand Finals, and he'll just wave to the kiddies. And, 
uh, it'll be magic. Um, he's the he's like Basil. Um, is it Basil Zemplis that's the mayor of Perth? It is Basil yeah. Zemplis. Yeah, he's like that. He's um, well, obviously Jared Whateley is the unofficial mayor of Melbourne. Some people think it's Eddie Maguire. That's BS. Bloody Jared Whateley. Did you call me to chat about Jared? Is that yeah, why? I think that was. I think that was it. <laughs> is there anything else going on in Melbourne? Maybe. But nah. Super Rugby, what, how how are we looking for this weekend? Are you expecting a good turnout? And of the crowds that turn up, how many Storm jerseys are you expecting to see turning up thinking they're seeing the first round of NRL? Well, I'd like it to be sort of the same percentage of um, Essendon, Essendon Bombers jerseys that show up to a Storm game. So you're looking at about 40%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, and... As is all over the way down here, they'll be... Well, actually, it's like there's no AFL on, because uh, as you and I have seen, Barney, often they'll just sit on their phones and watch the AFL while the rugby league's taking place, and definitely while the Rebels are running around. Um, maybe they just watch Fox footy replays this time of year. I don't know, but um, it's it's going to be exciting. Um, I obviously have switched codes, as you know, for many years, 20, 20 years doing rugby league. Mm. Uh, and I have made my way across the rugby union. I mean, we've, we've spoken about this before, how I was also a part of the Joseph Sualihi deal. Yep. Um, Joseph said he wouldn't come across without the professor. And um, and here we are. So, um, look, I think it's going to be a great weekend. If nothing else, I'm here with three former Wallaby greats that really love just getting stuck into a few beers. Um, we already got a bit excited at the Sydney Airport Lounge, to be honest. <laughs> um, Mate, it so doesn't sound it like it at all. No, well, you know, we had then had that forty-five minute flight, so we, in all honesty, we're about to hit the bar here downstairs, and then we're going to make our way across because we're putting on a little bit of a show over the weekend. So our our new show, Kick Offs and Kick On, nice. which I hope you've been watching and subscribing, mate, Professor. To, I was just about to ask. That was my next question, mate. Big fan, love it all over it on socials. Have you obviously? Oh, good man. Have you got some some big guests lined up for the weekend, mate? Well, we have Joe Schmidt, so we have the Wallaby coach. Um, who he, we've heard a little bit from him, a couple of Channel Nine interviews, or Sand interviews, but um, nobody's really got truly in depth like we will. So that's a good get for us. Um, he's going to come and join us. We're doing a live show on Sunday in the Super Rugby Lounge, I think, and people can come along and watch us chat to Joe. Um, you know, we're going to talk to him about the cleanup that Eddie's left, um, which is a horrible cleanup in all two, to be honest. <laughs> um, hopefully he can do something there uh, and then obviously it's this I mean people keep talking about the golden 10 years of rugby union in Australia in the next 10 years can he carry us for the next 10 years into British and Irish lines into male world cup female world cup Brisbane Olympics um, yeah so yes I am the main person that's pushing the golden 10 years of rugby union here uh, because now that I, that's how I make my crust but uh, I'm going to try and get Joe to start sort of singing from the same hymn book if you will. Now, are you are you convinced that he definitely, Joe, is definitely going to turn up? Because I've heard a rumour that he might act. He was in talks to do a Japanese rugby podcast. <laughs> is that? Well, mate, he had, look, all he had was an interview. And um, he hasn't, he firmly denies that he's going to be doing that podcast. Um, until I see him on that podcast, he's 100% committed to kick off and kick on. Um so that'll be good. Geez, it's a shame that we're not playing Japan, the Wallabies, this year. Wouldn't that be outstanding? We obviously play Georgia. There's now this, yeah. each year each of the tier one nations play a tier two nation. So, oh, so um, we're Wallabies, playing tier one Georgia. Is that how it works? 
Yeah, T1 Georgia, we're T2. And then yep. obviously um, we wanted to play the All Blacks or South Africa, but unfortunately that's, um, that's going to be Fiji's playing the All Blacks in San Diego. And then I'm not sure who's playing South Africa. That might actually be Japan. But at some point we will come up against Eddie. Because um, you remember how awesome it was when that one bloke in yeah. the crowd called him a traitor when he was coaching England. Imagine, you know, 40,000 people calling him a traitor. His head's going to explode. It's going to be awesome. Mate, that guy, that guy was a, a visionary that we didn't realise he was. Uh, now, looking at the games for this weekend, mate, um, obviously yeah. you've got, uh, well, the, the hometown guys are going round uh, against the Western Force. Um, and then, uh, well, our Waratahs are up here. I'm yeah. a proud, proud Waratah fan. Uh, we're yeah, we're yeah. going to towel up the Crusaders, mate. What what chance do you give the Aussie sides who aren't playing Aussie sides this weekend? Ooh, uh, look, I give the Reds a good chance. I think they take on the Hurricanes. The Reds were really good last week against the Tars. Um, the Tars might be buoyed, if I can say it like that, by the Please ten do. year spirit of well, ten years ago, the mighty Waratahs, as you remember, defeated the Crusaders to win the super title. Um, good old Nard Foley slotted that um, wonderful, I think it was a penalty, might have been a uh, conversion, I don't remember. But um, we beat them. So maybe it's that, you know, they did it 10 years ago, boys. Let's do it again. Let's give it to the Crusaders. Um, is there any other? Can you have a look at your list there? Is there any yeah, other equally as impressive last week. We were speaking about the Crusaders there, Professor, because they've got the Waratahs, but the Chiefs, my Chiefs, oh, uh, your my Chiefs. Waikato yeah. Chiefs, they beat the Crusaders in, in week one, mate. So the Brumbies have got a tough ask as well, uh, taking on the Chiefs. Well, they were very good the first week. They obviously did away with the, with the Rebels, who, by all accounts, the Rebels did the best shopping in the off-season. So <laughs> they... Uh, well, they, Melbourne shopping is very good, mate. It is very good down there, the shopping. It, mate, it is. Well, I will be taking part in it over the weekend. Um, what's the street where you go shopping down here? Collins. Collins. Is it? I think I'm on Collins. Oh, mate. I am. I'm looking at a sign here. I am on Collins Street. You're in the heart of it. Part of uh, Coffee Town. Um, yeah. So what were we talking about? Sorry. Yeah, the Brumbies, mate, they're looking good. The Chiefs, though, um, I don't know. They're, they're really good. Like, crazy good. I did watch that game last week uh, when they defeated the Crusaders right at the death. I think they had a couple of penalties put them over them. Um, I don't know. And according to the Wallabies in here, they're the team to beat. And these three blokes have played it a lot and know how it works. Um, Barney, you worked with me for many years. I have no idea about anything. So, um, Speak, yeah. Speaking to your gang, Professor, um, Fletch has talked about fr- first night fever over in Vegas. Was it going to be first night fever, super super rugby round for you guys when oh, you, now that you've arrived? Absolutely. Um, there will be uh, plenty of work going on later at the casino if people want to come and see uh, three of the all-time great wallabies around a roulette table. Oh, mate. mate um, we're not going to hold you any yeah. longer because we've got to get to a break here. Uh, best of luck for the weekend and uh, the kick-ons and kick-offs show, Coco Show. Uh, if you're down in Melbourne and you want to get along, go along to the Super Rugby this weekend. You're on the run home. We're off to a break. We're back with more real...